The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. The number of ways to select and weight a portfolio of stocks is never ending. It's kind of like reading Beowulf. I don't know about you, but I stopped reading after Grendel lost his arm. Now, today's ETF battle features an iShares ETF that selects and weights U.S. stocks by price momentum. It's ticker symbol MTUM. And this is what's known as factor investing. And MTUM is going up against an old but familiar foe, a tough competitor, the Invesco NASDAQ 100 ETF, QQQ. So who wins the battle? Find out right after this. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. If you're here for the first time, hit that subscribe button. Also post your comments and your ETF battle requests in the section below. Uh, be sure to give us those ticker symbols. You can also hashtag ETF Battles. You can find us also on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. So today's matchup, QQQ versus MTUM, was requested by long-term viewer Sonny Raj, who has been patiently waiting for today's matchup. Sonny's been after me for months, repeatedly asking to see today's battle. What is the matter with us? And why haven't we done this matchup sooner? It's inexcusable. Well, thank you, Sonny, for your patience. Please forgive us. But the stars have finally aligned, and we're doing it. Now, on paper, these two ETFs may look similar, but as you're about to find out, there's some major differences that could impact which ETFs you decide to own. Now, judging today's matchup is Todd Rosenbluth with CFRA Research and John Davey with Astoria Portfolio Advisors. Gents, welcome back. It's great to see you. Thanks, Ron. Good to be here, Ron. So our four battle categories are cost, exposure strategy, performance, and then the mystery category where you guys get to showcase your analytical prowess by choosing that one factor or maybe several factors that you think are important to today's matchup. Our judges are going to pick their favorite ETF in each of category. And at the end, we're going to tally up the results and declare an overall battle winner. So which of these ETFs wins? Who knows? It may end up in a split decision. We'll just have to wait and see. So let's begin with our first battle category, which is cost. And John, you're going to get us started. Yeah, so this is pretty easy. MTUM is 15 basis points. It's five dips cheaper than QQQ, which is at 20 basis points. They're both very, very liquid. I mean, the Qs trade like water. MTUM wins just by five basis points being cheaper. Thank you, John. I got you down for MTUM on cost. Uh, Todd, how do you see it? Yeah, I'll agree with the math on that. I mean, I, the, the trading like water is a significant factor for the triple Qs, but probably the audience that's watching this is not trading in and out of this. 
day to day the way that that some investors that that are focused more on the on the liquidity. So MTUM is the winner, but yeah, the volume is going to be much higher for the Qs. Exposure strategy is next. Todd, you're still up. How do you see it between these two ETFs? So when when the viewers requested this, we think these ETFs look quite similar to one another. But there's been a rebalance and reconstitution with MTUM. It now is more value-oriented, heavy exposure to financials, some exposure to energy, and shifted away from those growth-oriented tech, consumer discretionary, comm services that you find within the triple Qs. So if you're looking for growth stocks, and we think that's probably what the viewers that are looking for are focused on, we think the triple Qs has better exposure to those higher growth companies like Apple, Amazon, and Tesla. All right. Very good. I got you down for the triple Qs on exposure strategy. Thank you, Todd. John, how do you see it? Do you agree with Todd's analysis? Well, I mean, factually, yes, I, I, I agree that, um, you know, value stocks have made their way into the MTUM. Um, you know, we at Astoria Portfolio Advisors, the way we construct portfolios, we want to diversify our bets as much as humanly possible. And, you know, we think about things in terms of like putting things in buckets. I think my problem with the Qs is that, you know, you've got 30% roughly in like three stocks between Apple, Microsoft, and Amazon. That feels like a lot of risk in just three companies. So, you know, even though that there's, you know, let's say 100 stocks in the Qs, you know, a lot of your risk is going to come from the very top. Whereas MTUM, you know, the, the biggest stock is Tesla, 5%, JP Morgan's at 4.5, Disney's at 4.5. We like, you know, those value-oriented economically sensitive stocks. I think that works well when you have a rising interest rate environment. The problem with growth stocks this year is that as interest rates have risen, you know, kind of impacts, you know, the duration of their cash flows. And when you discount these future cash flows, they become smaller and smaller. So that's why growth has underperformed, value has outperformed. You you are getting value with MTUM. You just have to be careful as as a user of the product that any given year you could have something coming and going you know, in MTUM. Um, but, you know, we would personally use MTUM over QQQ. All right. Thank you very much, John. Next is performance. So this is where it really shakes down. How does it look in terms of QQQ versus MTUM? John, you're still up. So, you know, I think with, with regards to performance, you do want to look at longer term numbers. You know, one year is kind of short to make any sort of time horizon. But on a one-year basis, QQQs have outperformed by about 9% versus MTUM. On a three-year annualized basis, Qs have outperformed by about 10%. And then on a five-year basis, it's outperformed by about 7%. So, you know, growth over time, you know, has done well, but you just have to be mindful that these are very concentrated growth, you know, portfolios, you know, the, the Qs. So, you know, Qs went on performance. You know, I would, you know, MTUM doesn't have a 10-year track record. Qs, you know, has, has been around for, you know, at least two decades. So we give the overall battle category winner to the Qs um, just in terms of like shorter term and longer term and just the fact that the product's been around for so long. Thank you very much, John. Todd, how do you see it in terms of performance? Yeah, the triple Qs is the better performer uh, over the period where they match up head to head. What what also is intriguing to me is that MTUM was growth oriented uh, up until a month ago, and yet it still underperformed the triple Qs when it was more aligned in in its growth exposure as opposed to now the value slant that it's taken on. So if value outperforms going forward, then MTUM has got a chance, uh, but we think triple Qs, uh, the performance is the winner. 
All right. Very good. Thank you very much, Todd. Now we shift to the mystery battle category. So, Todd, give us your mystery category. What is it and who wins it? So CFRA has research and ratings on about 1900 equity and fixed income ETFs. We happen to have a four star rating on both these two ETFs on the triple Q's and on MTUM. I would caution that we update our ratings on a monthly basis. So we haven't updated our ratings since MTUM rebalanced because it happened at the end of the month. And so I don't have a forward-looking projection of where our ratings are going to go, but we have a split decision in terms of what CFRA's ratings are as of the last time we ran the data. Very good. John, how do you see it in terms of your mystery battle category? What is it and who wins it? I think, you know, fundamentals are important. Earnings are important. Um, you know, so we give the edge to MTUM. If I look at the P ratio, it's like 23 for MTUM. Qs are about 33. Uh, if you just look at like, you know, kind of earnings trends for 2021 estimates, you've got a much higher ratio for MTUM compared to Qs. Um, you know, I, I think like it's cheaper, it's better earnings growth. But, you know, Todd and I have been trying to, you know, harp on this issue that, you know, on a very short term basis, it's got the right flavor, which is value kind of cyclical oriented stocks. But, you know, it could change very well in a year from now. It was very different, you know, last year, those more growth stocks. So just you got to be mindful of that. And then, you know, just when you, you put, you're making a choice between those two ETFs. All right. Thank you very much, John. Got you down for MTUM for your mystery category and your arguments which uh, which are excellent. So now we shift to the part of the show where we give our judges their final chance to recap their overall battle winner between MTUM and QQQ. So, John, give it to us. For now, this year, we like MTUM just because we like the composition. You know, we have had a cyclical kind of value tilt in our portfolio since last, you know, second quarter, third quarter of last year. I think it's the right tilt for now for this year. But Overall growth kind of wins out in the long term. Um, you know, growth will outperform value just by definition of, of how these things are constructed. I personally would use more growth. I would go with a different growth ETF. I think Q's have too much risk in those three one names, but I would give the overall category winner to growth uh, to Q's based on you know historical performance. Is it doing what it's intended to do? Um, so I, I would give the overall category winner to Q's. Okay, got you down for the triple Qs. Thank you, John. Todd, your final chance to weigh in. Do you agree with uh, with John's analysis? Well, I do. I'm actually surprised. I thought John was going to lean towards MTUM uh, for the prior comments, but the triple Qs uh, has performed better. It's growth the way that it's intended to be and isn't shifting its exposure. I think MTUM is shifting for the right reasons, but I don't think investors would necessarily understand that if they weren't doing their due diligence and watching this video. So the rest of the world that's not watching this video uh, wouldn't be aware of it. So the triple Qs would be our winner. The only thing it's not better is in terms of cost and it's just five basis points. And that's, that's not that big a deal given the performance gap we've seen with these two products. Very good. Well, our judges have weighed in and the final battle winner is the triple Qs. And uh, you guys agreed in most categories. I was kind of shocked, too, that uh, John didn't opt for MTUM. He does have a contrarian slant to his uh, his approach, which is great. So uh, anyway, you know, my experience, 
My experience, Ron, is that you know, this even this conversation is a little wonky, and if it's wonky, it's tough to explain. You know, it just clients are never going to understand it. It's one of these academic things where it sounds good on paper, and we look at the stats historically, but in entry year, it's like confusing to people. So, it, growth is clean; everyone gets it. They understand the top stocks and cues, even though they're too much risk for us per se. We would use a different one, but you know, people all know about Amazon, Apple you know, they get it. So it's easy for them to, it's easy for them to understand it when they see it in their portfolio. For sure. Yep. Factor investing for sure can definitely get a little bit wonky. And this one is a single factor. Can you imagine those multi-factor funds? A lot of explaining that needs to happen. So nevertheless, I think you guys broke it down very well, made it easy to understand and uh, keep up the good work, guys. We appreciate you joining the program and giving us your insights. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Ron. That does it for today's episode of ETF Battles. Be sure to give us your ETF battle requests. You can do that in the comment section below. Give us your ticker symbols. Tell us why you want to see that particular battle. You can also find us on Twitter at ETF Guide. I'm Ron DeLegge with ETF Guide TV. Don't forget to subscribe. And thanks again for watching. We'll see you next time. The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 Index for a single day. The S&P 500 Index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.